I know I wanted to own a business. I know I wanted to, you know, do things by myself. So, I mean, it's, it started, I, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, I've only worked for, you know, two different companies for a few years. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. You're listening to Toolbox for the Trades, brought to you by Service Titan, a podcast for top service professionals where we interview leaders for their best tips and tricks of the trades. Learn how industry trailblazers stay ahead of the competition and how you too can be at the forefront of an industry. Let's jump in. Hello, contractors, and welcome to Toolbox for the Trades, the show where we share the top tricks, tips, and tactics from top service professionals worldwide. Today, I'm talking with the founder of Plomero and Phoenix, Armando Ramos. We talked about the custom jingle that got Plomero 52 million views on TikTok, how his company rebrand unlocked a whole new market, and how to overcome nerves when talking to customers. Don't forget to listen to the end of this episode to hear the incredible jingle for Plomero and Phoenix. Armando Ramos, you are the owner of Plomero and Phoenix. I cannot wait to talk to you about the title of your company and the awesome jingle that goes along with it. We are here today to talk about how you designed your business around your community. I am so psyched to talk to you. But before we um, before we get into all of that, we're going to kick off this episode the way I do every single one, which is how did you get into the trades? Hi, Jackie. Thanks for having me. So originally, I started into the trades as an electrician, believe it or not. So Back in the day, I started working pretty young. So I was working fast food restaurants for a little bit, you know, a little bit of everything, but not any type of trade. So I came across, it was like a job fair. I went in there and pretty, pretty cool how they got me in. So what they did is they had a, a little cup full of wire nuts and you had to guess how many wire nuts were in there, right? If you, if you guessed the right number, uh, you would get a free iPod, you know, they would do like a little raffle. So I, I saw like a big jar with wire nuts. So that drove me in. I was like, hey, what are those? Like, I didn't know anything about them. I was like, hey, you, you, you know, you want to be an electrician? I was like, all right, well, I mean, let me guess how many got in there first and then we'll talk about it. So what I did is I, you know, I, I filled my little paper and like, hey, what are you doing now? I was like, just a little bit of everything, nothing really. And uh, he's like, hey, you want to be an electrician? I was like, well, we can give it a try. He was like, when can when can you start? I was like, whenever. He's like, come to the office tomorrow. And that's how I started. I did electrical for two years, kind of like of an apprentice. That kind of opened my my vision on to what the trades were. After that, just kind of like did that for two years, and I was like, all right, well, I, I want to do something else. So. I did a little bit of handyman, um, but when I really actually got into like the plumbing side of stuff, um, I got hired on onto it, it was an apartment complex as a maintenance person, right? So my background as the uh, electrician kind of got me in there. Um, I didn't know about anything about air conditioning or anything else, but they're like, "You got a pulse, you're in, come in, you know, we, we need you." So there was this gentleman that um, he was an old plumber. I mean, he's been doing everything forever. So he was kind of like the one that kind of got me into the plumbing. Um, he showed me the ropes about plumbing, 
I mean, I got it. I mean, guy was about 80 years old, but like he, I mean, he got my foot in the door into plumbing. So I was there for a few years and I was like, you know what? Um, I like this. And then I would see other plumbers like because, I mean, he was an older gentleman. So if he couldn't handle a certain task, we would call plumbing companies to come help. And then I would see the plumbers come in and with their snake and clear out drains. And I was like, man, I can do this. I mean, this is this is cool. So first I started off, I bought a little machine off a of Home Depot. I was the guy charging 50 bucks on Craigslist, putting an ad on Craigslist. Yes, I was the guy. So, um, but I, that got my foot in the door. Once I, I was like, this is what I want to do. I started, you know, looking for opportunities with local plumbing companies. And that's kind of what got me, that's where I really started, you know, my plumbing education and my experience. But that's kind of how I got into the trades. That's so interesting. I love that you started as an electrician and then you're like, no, nah, I'm not really into wires, but water, I can get behind that. <laughs> was there something specific about plumbing that just drew you in that was more appealing than electrical? For me, it was because, because when I did electrical, um, it was more of a new construction so waking up at, you know, four in the morning, you no, know, sometimes three in the morning, going on to the job site, I, I would like the smell of, um, I mean, I could smell, pl I can smell plumbing all day long, but going into a new job site and then they're cutting the threads onto new things, like four in the morning, like that was like my least thing. I was like, ah, this is something I don't want to do for the rest of my life. So plumbing, the way I saw it when I was working at that apartment complex as a maintenance technician it was like the guys would come in, like they would talk to us, have fun, and then they would go on to the next job. So I was like, that that's something I want to do. I want to be like in the service industry. I don't want to be like new construction because I'm just in one place. And then being in service, you're meeting new people all the time. And I mean, it's it's fun. So that's kind of what drew me into plumbing. And, and like, I mean, having the equipment they had, the cameras, the snakes, everything else. I mean, that kind of was like, whoa, I, I, I like that stuff. I want to get in there. That's so cool. So it was actually more you saw, you started in the new construction side and then you really liked the idea of service, being having a different atmosphere all the time, different challenges, and not being in the same place all at once. I totally get that. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I want to talk a little bit of, before we go into the origin of Plumero in Phoenix, I want to know how you went from being a plumber yourself to being, I'm going to own a plumbing company. How did that happen? So, I mean, it's, it started fairly when I was barely starting. I mean, I, I know I wanted to own a business. I know I wanted to do things by myself. So, I mean, it's, it started, I, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, I've only worked for, you know, two different companies for a few years. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. I can go out and, you know, make my own company, create, get calls from free advertisement sites that were back then. And I was like, I could do this. I can make this work. So that's exactly what I did. I went to the state, registered my name, got me uh, my insurance, got that all taken care of first before I left anything else. And then that's kind of what drew me in. And that's been like the best decision I've ever made. Dang. So you really never, you didn't really like, you weren't at a shop for a long time kind of learning how they did it. It sounds like you had a little bit of plumbing experience and you're like, I'm going to go ahead and do this on my own. Am I correct in that? Yes, that wow. is correct. Yes. So I just kind of made the jump in there. Um, I, 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 I've been learning 
just kind of like as I go for, I mean, for 10 years, that was kind of like what was going on. I'm a nerd when it comes to plumbing, so I, anything like I can read, I'm all over Facebook looking for new ideas, looking for, so that just kind of made my vision, you know, like talking to other people like, yeah, I, I can do I can do this, I, I can't. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into your plumbing nerddom in just a second. But before, you, when you first started your company, you were TCI Home Solutions. Today, yes. you are Plomero in Phoenix. So tell me about what made you want to do that transition and how that's paid off. All right. So, yes. Yeah, so when I started TCI Home Solutions, team commitment integrity, that was like back in the day. That was like, all right, that's what I believe in. That's what we're going to do. Let's go for it. Right. We did that for a while. But I, I started realizing when I wanted to start competing with the, you know, with the bigger guys as far as like marketing, uh, pay-per-click, Google, that, I mean, I didn't have the budgets to go and compete with like the brands that were already there. And like if there was a new brand, I mean, they were coming with bags of money to throw in, you know, advertising. I didn't have none of that. So I was spending a lot of money in advertising and I mean, I wasn't really getting much back. So I was like, all right. Um, and then what I've noticed in my community was like I was going to jobs and the customers were like, hey, it, you know, it took me a while to kind of find you because everything that came up was in English. And after, you know, I looked a little bit further, I see uh, you know, everything in Spanish. So immediately I was like, I'm going to call them. And, and like that trust that they found when they found something in Spanish it, it was incredible. And I had a video I took of myself. Like, that's when I f first did my first website. Like, it was on my phone. Like, it was all dark. And that was, like, on my home page. That's what kind of, like, and, and then, like, I saw your video. And I was like, I got to call this guy. So I was like, all right. That kind of kind of got my mind running. I started Plomero as a division. And pretty soon, like, I mean, it was, like, a matter of, like, a week or two. Then the phones, like, started ringing. Like, why not? Why not? Like, why not Plomero? Plomero. I was like, what's going on? All right. All right. I was like, where did you hear about us? Um, they were like, um, yeah, on the internet, on Google. I was like, okay. All right. So we started, you know, noting Plomero, Google, all of that stuff. And, I mean, it, it didn't take much time to figure out that Plomero and Phoenix was paying the bills for TCI as well. I mean, where we're paying with Plumetons Phoenix, we were paying TCI advertising. So I was like, that's that's not right. So we're like, all right, we're, we, we have to do something. So we're like, we made the decision to go 100% in Plumetto, um, and but we wanted to do it right. You know, we, if we're going to come out because we have no competition right now, we want to come out and we want to really have a presence. And, and that's where we came with the rebranding to come out with Plumetton Phoenix and, and like the new logos, the new wraps. That just kind of make everything go in and perfect. Perfect timing too, I believe, as well. That is awesome. So I just want to kind of repackage what you just said. So you had TCI Home Services, Team Commitment Integrity. I absolutely love that. But what does TCI mean? And what you were finding is that because your website had, was in Spanish, people were finding you because it was all in Spanish. And you're like, okay, well, I'll start Plumero in Phoenix. And it'll be this mm -hmm. version of our website that is all in Spanish to cater to our Spanish-speaking demographic in Phoenix. And what you found was, holy cow, there was a lot of people Googling Plomero and Phoenix, and yeah. 
I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. So what I loved when I, I love a lot of things about your brand, for one. We're going to, again, the jingle, we're going to talk about it very soon. But what I loved when I was first um, researching you was your website makes it so clear. It's immediate, very first thing, do you want Spanish or English? And it's beautiful in both languages. And I just love how by branding yourself as Plomero in Phoenix, like if I was a homeowner in Phoenix, uh, English is my primary language, I would still be like, oh, I would love to book these guys. Look, they look so professional and they are bilingual. How awesome. So when you did that full rebrand, like what did it do for your business? Like what did it do for your existing customers and for new customers? So I think you touched a really good point there. Um, One of my biggest thing was, all right, I'm going to stay with Plomero and TCI, you know, just kind of have both of them. Because I was afraid I was going to lose all of my, you know, like, all oh, my English customers are not going to want to, you know, make do business with me anymore. I mean, I, I felt like I, that's how I felt. And um, I was like, screw it. Let's do it. You know, we did it. And the whole opposite. I, I Now I feel like it's like English calls and Spanish calls. and It, it doesn't matter the language. People are calling. People are like, oh, I saw you. I love it, and you know I'm calling this guy, and like I don't think it matters that you know my name's in Spanish. People love it, and they're they're. I mean, we've gotten since we did the rebrand, um, we've gotten so many more English calls without putting in too much effort as we were doing before. So it, it's definitely been an impact. That's awesome, and I'm so happy to hear that it's it's also persisted with your English customers as well, because I think that may be something. We've talked about this very topic on the podcast before with Mario Campirano, who is with uh, Express Electric out here in Los Angeles, and he's like, no, I advertise to our Spanish speakers, and it's been amazing for our business. But I love that even though you've really gone all in on this Spanish brand, it's still doing incredible things and hitting a very large demographic in Phoenix and not just with your English, with Spanish speakers, but also with English speakers. How do you feel like the Spanish speaking community has been responding to having a Hispanic brand in their neighborhood? Oh, they love it. Most, I mean, everything just kind of got in together. Um, you know, we, we hired Dan Antonelli to do our branding. And I think that just kind of matched what I had what we've been doing forever, our customer service. Like, it starts when we pick up the phone. You know what I mean? So the trucks, the phone, I mean, when we're there, they just love us. I mean, there's no, it's a very rare that we're getting objections from our customers uh, as far as anything because they want us there. They want to do business with us. We're there when we say we're going to be there. Um, our communication with them when they call in, we send them the the text messages. Hey, you know we're on our way. The reminders. I mean, and you know our customer service uh, representatives are calling. You know, calling, verifying that they're going to be home. Like we do everything. By the time we get there, I mean they're amazed because they've never received that type of service before. This that's I get that all the time. Like this is like dude, you're like Uber, you know what I mean? Like I've seen you in my phone, like, you know what I mean? Like what's going on? It's like they've never seen it before what we're doing. To them, it's the first. So they they love it. They tell their friends about it and their friends are calling us. I mean, it's just something that, I mean, it's crazy how, how stuff works. I hope you're very proud of yourself too, because going from a plumbing nerd to someone who's able to provide that, that must feel pretty special. So tell me about this incredible jingle you have. 
you haven't given me permission to, but can I play it at the end of this episode for people who are interested? Would that be okay? I thought you were not going to ask me that. I am so glad you did. (laughs) And for the record, this will be the first time I've ever played someone's jingle on this podcast before. It is incredible. So tell me about the jingle for Plomero and Phoenix and how it came to be. I've always wanted a jingle. That's that, that was my thing. Like my head's always running what I'm going to do next. I mean, there's always something a little project I got going on. A jingle was like I have to have a jingle. I have to have it. I mean, it can't be like any jingle. Like it has to be like my focus. It has to have like rhythm to it. In in our community, like we're, I mean, rhythm is everything. You know what I mean? Like we, we dance to like crazy music, circus music, people call it, and that's what we like. I mean, I love it. So I was like, it has to have that. So um, me and my buddy, who's my marketing director now, he um, he he has a band. And he sings. I mean, he loves singing. He's been doing it forever. He's never done a jingle. But, you know, I kind of came up to him like, dude, can you do a jingle for me? Is that something you would be interested in? He's like, all right, let's sit down. So we sit down. We kind of want what we wanted in the jingle. I mean, I'm not going to take all the credit. I kind of gave him what I wanted, like the rhythm. And he came up. I mean, I mean, we, we did like one modification to it it was just perfect from the beginning like there was nothing else we had to do to it it was just perfect i uploaded it i mean i was like i was bored one day because i I, my plans were not you know just kind of do some videos on you know just put them on my website and stuff and i was like i was bored one day i had a a, a video of me you know changing the hose bit and i was like i'm just gonna throw it in there we'll see how that does Oh man, the response from everybody was amazing. We we're at a 59 million uh, views right now, two million likes, around two million likes on the song. The comments, people like going crazy. It's I mean it, it's something. I mean everywhere I go, that's that's kind of like people like just they start singing the song to me and like blumero blumero. I was like all right, all right. so it's just they love everybody loves that song. It's it, it's really kind of matched us and we're like the guys with the with the jingle because you know nobody in in my market has a jingle like that no i don't think i've ever heard a jingle like that and again we will put it at the end of this episode so you guys can hang tight and listen to it i was thinking about like oh should we cut it in it might be a little jarring if people are just you know listening to a conversation and then they get that high energy (laughs) jingle uh but it's mariachi music right so it's not mariachi, it's more like cumbia. Cumbia, oh, okay. it's, it, it, there's more, yeah, there, there's mariachi, you, you got like a violin, you got a trumpet, and, and and then the thing about our jingle, like we made it from scratch, like we didn't steal nobody's music. Um, I have the videos when we were at the recording studio, um, like every instrument was put together. Like, I mean, it was just, and then the create, the, the, person in the studio that actually did it, I mean it's unbelievable everything just 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 kind of went in with everything but it, it's 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 amazing what's the kind of genre can you say that one more time again cumbia cumbia okay great I wanted to clarify because I that immediately made me think of all the mariachi music that I hear in East LA and I was like oh my god this is <laughs> insane but it is so good now you mentioned two million likes 50 something million views was this all on TikTok? TikTok, yes. 
Yes. So this is actually how I first... So for the listener, when I first discovered Plomero and Phoenix, it was because they have a very excellent TikTok presence, which is one of the newer social media platforms that is really taking the world by storm. And then upon digging and learning more about Armando, I was like, holy cow, this guy's got a great story. So now we're arriving at the original reason I wanted to talk to you, Armando, which is TikToks. (laughs) So when did you start making TikTok videos for the business? So it was late uh, 2020. I mean, it started with one video. Um, it started with one video, me changing some stuff in there. I mean, it it wasn't great, like the views, but it wasn't poor. I mean, it was kind of like mid-performance. I did, you know, on the first video got me to about, you know, my first two videos got me about 6,000 likes. And I was like, all right, I mean, I think we got something. But um, it, it would take me... 24 hours to edit one video. I mean, I, and I don't have any editing experience, so like everything, I, every, every single video that you see is like done through my phone, on my free time. I mean, they did all right. Then when we did the jingle, that's kind of when, where it just blew up. Um, we did the jingle, we, we got that guy in there, and it just blew up. After that video, after I uploaded more videos, when we had the jingle, you know, it, everything just kind of, flow through. I mean, we were getting so many likes, so many views, comments, people just calling the office, just calling. They didn't need any plumbing service. I mean, they're calling from New York, from Texas, everywhere else, just calling, you know, just saying that they love the jingle and that they love what, you know, they were seeing on, on TikTok. So very, very good response. And this is like the first social media site that I've actually kind of gone in and messed around with the other stuff, which is more generic. My guy doing going in there, scheduled posts, and I was like, no, we're going to do something a little bit different on TikTok, and it has really worked out for us. That's incredible. So you're actually getting phone calls from all around the country of people just speaking to how great your jingle is. And one thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about the jingle is I bet you that one of the reasons why it performs so well is it just is so aligned with the brand and with the community that you're building your business around. I mean, it's really like the cherry on top of the Plomero and Phoenix brand. And you can see just the uniqueness and how you integrate that culture into the jingle just has really got people going. And, you know, I talk to so many service operators, service entrepreneurs we all have a similar business that all has a a basic blueprint as to how to succeed. But I just love when there's this unique splash that has been inserted into it. And I really think I cannot give you enough credit enough Armando. I think it's so dang cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So, you know, you got some calls from New York. You got some calls from, you know, other parts of the country. Obviously, you can't run service calls for those. So what does, you know, right. 52 million like, views on TikTok, how does that translate into business? We're booking a lot of calls. I mean, the web traffic that we see from TikTok. Um, so it took me a little bit to kind of figure it out. So from TikTok now, we're redirecting it to um, our Instagram, so we're, we're definitely growing on Instagram, um, but the amount of traffic we're getting from um, the redirects from TikTok to our website, and then um, they're not calling, they're not calling, they're filling out a form. Everything's, um, you know, through text messages. I mean, they don't want to talk to anybody. They're just filling out the form. They're sending it. We're getting so much. I mean, we, we're, we are getting a lot of business from TikTok, a lot of referrals. I've met, I, I get calls from different air conditioning, electrical, 
I got people coming into my shop wanting to talk to me, see what we're doing. Um, we get so many referrals from people we've met on TikTok. So we got air conditioning um, guys sending us calls for for plumbing. So it's just we we're super busy. We're we're like the busiest we've ever been. We're short staff. We're like, all right, how do we kind of pause this right now? And it has been tremendous the 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 amount of growth on like the calls that we've gotten and the book jobs just from the TikTok account. It's it's amazing. I worked in social media for a really long time before going into more content stuff and everyone wants to know, how do I go viral? And I'm like, I still don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> but I think, Armando, you are the first uh, person who's ever gone viral on the social media platform that's been on this podcast. And it just really goes to show how it's possible. And if you combine some really unique, thoughtful, entertaining content with a, like a five-star brand, it can really take you to the next level. So I'm so happy to hear that it's been translating into business for you. One thing I noticed oh, when I was going through the Plomero and Phoenix TikTok is that you actually have other technicians comment on your TikToks, complimenting your work. How does that feel? It just feels amazing, you know, that other technicians are you know, giving feedback. Sometimes as a technician, it's not super easy to be like, hey, dude, good job. You know what I mean? It's like, but I've gotten so much feedback, positive feedback, and I've gotten some maybe not so positive feedback, but that stuff that helps me grow. Like, I mean, I take everything that comes in. I mean, I, I mean I'll sit one day and start reading comments. They're not all great, but some, I mean, there's guys in there that are like, you know, they write the max that you can write a, a, a comment, but giving me suggestions, hey, dude, you know what, I would do it this way, I would do it that way. So I I think, you know, a lot of people comment, they're like, dude, I learned something new today, but I think I'm the one that's learned more from them than, than for me because everybody, you know, wants to help, like, dude, do it this way. I think this is going to work better. Do the, And then I try it on my next video. And then now they're commenting me like, oh, okay, you, you, you did it a little, it's like, it's crazy. I love your videos, I love this. It's like, like I never thought I was gonna have a following of people like, and it's like, you know, a group of people that I post something and they're the ones commenting, they're the one following, they're keeping everything going. So it, it's a very good feeling. It's so interesting how social media just expands and grows and moves to different platforms. And I think TikTok is really in that stage right now where you can really make those genuine connections. There's going to be trolls everywhere, obviously. But I'm so happy to hear that you're learning that and you're taking that constructive feedback. Do you have any plans to maybe, uh, you mentioned already that, you know, you guys are too busy. Do you have any plans to potentially figure out how to recruit through TikTok? That's, that's, we're working on that right now because, I mean, at the beginning, at the very, very beginning when we started, when we went viral with the jingle, we've had guys, you're like, hey, you guys hiring, hey, you guys are hiring. So right now we're working on something that make it, okay, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's start recruiting. Let's see if we can get, you know, good talent or, you know, good people that wants to learn the trade with us. So we're working on that right now. It's definitely a work in progress, but I think there's a lot of potential for that. I mean, in, in just making a video, just doing this, so we can start recruiting uh, based on TikToks and, and all of that good stuff. 
Wow. You have too many recruits. You have too many people that want to work for you. You got to filter through all the resumes. I think that's also a very uncommon problem on this podcast. I want to notice, I want to make note of two things in what you just said there. One, you know, the fact that I had um, a gentleman by the name of Jody Underhill on this season of the podcast, I think he's episode 80, and he is working with some big brands to help get more people into their businesses, into the trades at all levels. And one thing he said on the podcast was, you know, you need to advertise if you have like, you know, clean trucks, fresh truck wraps, like they want to know that they have business. If a technician's coming for you, they want to know, come work for you. They want to know that, that you're going to provide them business. And I guarantee you that your jingle and people are like, holy cow, that's so catchy. I want to come work for them. They know that you are bringing in business. So that's one. And two, TikTok, it's where Gen Z lives. It's where the next generation is living on social media. And I think that in order for businesses to be strategic and competitive when they recruit, they just have to be active on these platforms, which is what you're doing. Yeah. And then a lot of, I mean, a lot of the younger generation, I mean, it's on TikTok. Um, they, they, they like what they see. I mean, they see me. I mean, they're, they're like, man, this guy doing it. I mean, I can do it too. You know what I mean? So, and to me, like, I, I feel like, and I think a lot of people identify with me, um, you know, because I'm, you know, they're like, you know, like, I identify with you because you're you're not, like, perfect. You know, like, I mean, like, a lot of people that are, are, are in freaking, you know, doing videos they got great content like their english is perfect they're you know like dude you're like genuine and you know you're just doing it you're not you know going crazy editing stuff it's like i mean i just do them and they work you know what i mean so i think that's what they like it's like seeing that if i could do it you know i get a lot of comments like you know they want to do it as well it's like how do i get started did you go to a trade school did you do this how did you get started so I, I I feel like I mean it's a great opportunity for for the new generation the way we're doing it on TikTok for them to you know be interested in what we're doing and to me is um, I I want to like the way I want to do it because we're ready strict on you know how we want to treat our customers how we want to do things just draft somebody you know a younger generation and start training them you know little by little until we have that technician that we want because you know bringing on sometimes different technicians that already have their ways it's it's not you know it's not kind of what we're looking for so we want to build our own so that's kind of what the steps TikTok is going to be really easy for us to start bringing in new new people for us yeah and to just like put an umbrella term under everything you just said it's authenticity right it's saying like this is who i am this is what i've built this is what i'm trying to do i'm not perfect will you come join me i think people are much more responsive to seeing actual human beings with flaws and with talents than they are by seeing like someone who's kind of bragging about how much money they make or like you know all this stuff so i really i agree with everything you just said there i think it's totally spot on um one thing I also noticed when I was going through all of your wonderful TikTok videos is you shout out your apprentices a ton on your page. Um, I love that so much. In your opinion, what's the best way to turn an eager apprentice into a great technician? I mean, I, I think it all starts, you know, by leadership. I mean, it, it starts inside of our home, of our shop. I mean, if we're if we're teaching them, you know, the right values, our core values of what everything is, and then they're seeing it. I mean, they're not just like, hey, do this, you know what I mean? This is what I do, um, and 
you know, everybody has to be on the same page. And I mean, if we have every, I mean, if we have a great culture in, in our company, I mean, they want to stay. I mean, they want to see, I mean, they're seeing that, you know, I'm getting to be somewhat successful, let's say, because I mean, this is the, the kind of like the, the early stages of my company just kind of, I've been in business for, for 10 years, but right now it's kind of like, you know, all that work just is, is just kind of paying off. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I tell them it's not for me, you know, being lazy for me, not, you know, being late. I mean, if we want to be successful, um, you know, everybody has to do their part. I mean, you, I'll give you anything that you want for you to be successful, but I have, we have to get the same thing in return. I mean, you want to, if you're committed, I'm committed. And that's kind of what's worked with me. And they see me, they're like, oh, I mean, he's young. I mean, I'm 30. I, mean, I can't say I'm like that really young now, but he's like, he's young. If he could do it, I can do it. So, I mean, recruiting and talking to like the young guys, I feel like we're like side by side. And, and that's really helped me training them and kind of getting their mindset to where um, they're going to be successful and getting all the negative stuff out. And I mean, I mean, it's work. I mean, it, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of work being in the trades, you know, leaving home early and coming home late. But they see the reward that's in it for them and for their families. And, and I mean, and I tell them what it is. And I mean, they're 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 happy. I mean, they're they're going to be happy. And it's worked out very good for me. All right. So a couple things. One, um, I'm 32, so I take offense to 30 not being so young anymore. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, you look great. I, I don't know about me. I mean, I, they you. say I look like 45, <laughs> but all right. No, you don't look 45. I'm an old soul. I, I get that all the time. <laughs> uh, I get that too. It's probably why we get along. Um, but you actually you just kind of tips the hat into my next question. So you have a amazing brand, Pomero and Phoenix. You have Dan Antonelli branding wrapped trucks you have a jingle that has generated 52 million dollars a million imagine 52 million views nice. <laughs> 52 million views on tiktok you know you're really you got something great here you're only 30 years old and usually when i have these conversations i ask where like you know tell me about your company how many technicians do you have where are you at you look like a very big company, but you're still very, very much in the early stages. Would you mind just sharing with us kind of where you're at in terms of your journey? So right now, I mean, we're very small. We, it, it, I'm still working out on the field. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of splitting half and half the field and the office. I got my brother um, who's an apprentice right now. He is, I mean, he has his own truck now as well. So he helps me run calls. He's been doing it for about two years now. So he, I mean, I've taught him everything I know. So he's he's on to being very successful. He's doing very good. Um, I think I'm going to touch the, the, the little thing that we talked about, about TikTok and why I make the videos with them. Um, one of my things to me personally was that I had the hardest time was talking to customers. I mean, that was like the hardest thing. I'd be sweating. I didn't know what to say. Like that was the hardest thing for me. And what I've noticed is that it's hard for a lot of people, not just me, right? So um, doing like the TikToks, like to me, like I, when I first started doing my videos, it was like, because I lost like that fear talking to customers a long time ago. But when I started doing videos and looking at a camera, I would be getting like the same like fear all over again. And I was like, all right, I mean, that, that, that kind of, so I'm like, if I can have my apprentices 
get used to the camera, get used to, you know, talking to the camera. And that's going to make, you know what I mean? That's going to make them more comfortable when talking to cookers. I mean, you kind of get, it's kind of like the same feeling, you know, when, when you're nervous, when you're talking to people. So that's really helped. Um, like with, with my brother, with Brian, that's kind of one way that we do Like when we're training, you know, we'll, I'm recording and I want him to see himself on the phone so he knows, you know, what he looks like because there's no other great feedback when, when you're seeing yourself like, oh man, I did that. Oh man. You know, so it's really helped out. It, it really has. That's awesome. And thank you for bringing that back. I know so many technicians struggle with that customer service piece. And trust me, I'm on camera a lot for my job. I still sweat a lot. It's very uncomfortable. It's very <laughs> embarrassing. So I, I relate with to you. How did you get over that? And what tips would you give to maybe technicians listening right now who are like, oh, I hate talking to customers? For me, what helped me was not like practice by myself, read. It's to role play. To me, was kind of, I would go, you know, somebody would help me at home, be like, hey, you're the customer, I'm the technician, that's what helped me. If we're not role-playing, doing, you know, like like real-life scenario, that's what kind of got me to the next step. Once I lost that fear, I mean, it, everything just changed. But I did it for a very long time, trying to do it myself, trying to, you know, read books and how to do this, but then I would go out on the field and completely forget about it and do something different. But when you're working with somebody else face to face, that's the, you know, like they're the customer. I mean, you're, you're, you're getting that same feeling and, and that's what made me a different technician. And I mean, it's just practice, practice, practice. And that's what we do. Me and my brother's like, all right, you know, every Monday or Wednesday, we're, we're role-playing. Like, all right, you're the customer, knock on the door, and, you know, and we'll close the door. He'll knock on the door, I'll open the door. Hey, you know, and start all that process. all And that's what helped us and helped him really kind of beat that fear. I mean, he's still working on it because, I mean, it, it takes time. But I feel that way we're doing it has really helped him and it has helped me. Practice makes perfect. That's really the only way to do it. What's the biggest aha moment you've had as a business owner so far? I mean, oof, that's a good question. So, I mean, I mean, my biggest aha was when I discovered training, when I discovered um, uh, that there was more, uh, for a very long time, I was in a circle of same, the same people with the same mindset as me when I discovered that there was more out there, um, there was training, there was sales training, there's business training, there's customer service training and getting my head, I was like, Oh wow, that's, that, I mean, that's expensive. I'm, I'm, I can't afford that. I can't pay for that. But once you, you, you look at it and Whoa, that's an investment for your people, for your company, for myself. That's what, I think training it's why I'm where I'm at right now. If I would not, you know, have the right training with the right people, I would probably be still working, you know, $50 drain cleaning um, with no upselling because to me, upselling was a bad thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, but I mean, that I think training, that's where it really changed everything, my mindset and the whole company. That's awesome. Which training program or w which mentor did you really gravitate towards during that time? 
So right now, I mean, first, I mean, before I could actually afford it, I mean, I would, you know, see a lot of, you know, on, on the Facebook groups, Joe, Joe Crisara, um, mm-hmm. I, I think he's been in here. Um, I, I would, you know, whatever free content he had, I was, I was like, all right, you know, like I couldn't afford anything else, but I'll, I'll take what you're giving me right here. So that really helped. And I'm also working with Service Excellence, which have been very, very great to me. Um, and the stuff I've learned, it's unbelievable. Being actually running a business, being profitable, knowing your numbers, um, that's what they've taught me. And I think the change in, in, in my company has, I mean, we're, we're, we're making money, we're, we're profitable. So that's knowing how much to charge. I think that that attributes a lot to the, the coaching that we're receiving from Service Excellence. Nice. Now, this is a big word I'm going to throw at you, but because you're still like really new to the business journey and you've already, you've already created a lot, right? What is the biggest thing you're struggling with right now that you would like to kind of be real with on the podcast? I mean, my, right now, my fear, it would be um, just really growing. I mean, going out and, and buying, you know, three trucks, getting three technicians out of the road, on the road, um, me being on the field 100%, like, that's the struggle where I'm at right now. It's like, I want to be out of the field because I feel like if I'm, committed 100% on running the business and making it successful, you know, that's what's kind of holding me back right now. It's like, all right, how do I do it? How do I, you know, go out and get, you know, I, I got the call volume, I got this, how do like me, because I mean, I don't have any, you know, anybody else like, you know, you know, saying, hey, let's do this, you know, let's, let's, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, it's, it's just me calling people, trying to figure it out. Um, but that's my biggest struggle right now is, how do we go from where we're at now and, you know, have five new trucks out in the field and, and, you know, being successful. That's the struggle that, I mean, I have all my processes, I have everything narrowed down, but we just got to work on that now. And that's kind of what we're trying to figure out at the moment. It's a big step, but I have no doubt you're going to be able to do it. Um, and there have been plenty of people on this podcast who have done it already. So, I mean, not as, not as a plug for my podcast, but also a plug for my podcast. <laughs> Listen back, and um, I'm sure you're going to do it, Armando. Seriously. I'm really impressed by what you guys have done so far, and I'm really excited to see where you go next. So, we are almost... We are almost at the end of the interview, so I want to give you a chance to uh, talk about anything, whether it be you, the business, the trades, anything in general that you want to talk about. Now's your chance to geek out before the final questions. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, one thing I, I would want to say, and that's whoever's listening, me, it, it took me a, a long time to kind of just go with my gut and like being in business, there's a lot of you're going to get a lot of like, oh man, this is not going to work. Um, with Blomero and Phoenix, I got it. I mean, that's probably why it took me a lot longer to kind of come out with Blomero and Phoenix because dude, why would you do that? You know, you're going to piss, you know, this off. You're going to, and just listening. Yeah, I get it. You sometimes you got to listen to people, but sometimes you got to listen to yourself. Hey, what's best, you know? And then once you do, once I did that, that's, that's where the biggest change was. Um, to anybody out there, you know, young, whoever, old, 
don't be afraid um, to go with your gut, I mean, your feeling, your dream. Um, this is my dream, and now it's like I'm not letting anybody, you know, you know, get in, in the way of my dream, you know, and, and same thing to anybody else. Like, if you have a dream, don't let anybody, you know, tell you that you can't do it for whatever reason. I mean, you just got to work harder than anybody, and your dream will come a reality. So that is kind of one thing I want to say to everybody and like young people, anybody like I did not have, I mean, I, my, I have eighth grade education. That's, that's, I mean, I didn't graduate. I mean, I didn't even go to high school. Everything that I, I learned, I was self-taught. I mean, I learned reading by doing everything else because I didn't have that opportunity to do it. But I mean, you know, if I could do it, anybody can. So just, you know, keep, keep fighting, keep working hard and success will come. That's awesome. So I have a feeling I know what the answer to this is going to be, but I'm going to ask you anyway, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice early in your career, what would it be? I, I think it, it goes along kind of like what I answered before. If I could, you know, do it, it's just go, I mean, don't let anybody bring you down. Just keep working hard and keep fighting and, you know, eventually... It might not be quick. I mean, I mean, I, there's many, many times that I wanted to give up. I mean, you just have to, you know, go with it, work hard. And I mean, if I could, you know, just kind of be like, you know, 15 years before, be like, you know, dude, don't listen to anybody. Yeah, you can listen to people, you know, the people that want to help you. But just, you know, fight, 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 and it, it, it will come. If you could choose a song to be the soundtrack of your life, what would it be? Oh man, Jackie, and, and I feel so bad because I, I since I got your email, I was like been thinking about this, and I could not find a song for my life. I I, I think it's we're writing my song right now, but um, I don't know. I I I couldn't find any. Like I'm not a big music guy. Like I was like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, your easy answer is obviously that it's the Plumero and Phoenix jingle. That's the easy yes. response. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you think of one, you let me know. Um, I think that it could be anything. And I've been saying to people, my song changes on the regular. So you can definitely choose a song now and not be married to it. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So I, I will put more thought into that and I will let you know. But yes, my song, Flamero and Phoenix, I think that that, that uh, identifies with me as my inner personality of me. I mean, I'm not a great dancer, but in my head, I mean, I'll dance to that thing all day. So yes, we'll go with that one for now. (laughs) It's a bop and everyone's going to hear it in just a few seconds. Armando, thank you so much for being a guest on Toolbox for the Trades. I really love talking to you. Jackie, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Y profesionalismo, eso es lo mismo que le para garantizar Olor en cantarillas, fuga en inodoros, drenajes, lavabos y un poquito más También instalamos calentones de agua y tuberías de gas La experiencia de Plomero Phoenix sí te va a ayudar Plomero, 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 Plomero Phoenix Plomero, 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 Plomero Phoenix Plomero, 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 Plomero Phoenix Plomero, 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 Plomero Phoenix
Thank you so much for listening to Toolbox for the Trades. If you enjoyed this episode or past episodes, I would love it if you left a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps the show grow and get discovered by more listeners like you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Are you looking to build a top-tier service company? Service Titan's Contractor Playbook is a handy guide to help you get where you want to go. Authored by the industry's greatest minds, this free all-in-one playbook will help you set your company up for success. Learn how to provide excellent customer service, establish your company's culture, market to new and existing customers, and more. Just go to servicetitan.com slash getplaybook to access the free digital guide. That's servicetitan.com slash getplaybook.